you believe that this evening that all things are working for your good i certainly believe that you know this is uh october 1st I certainly want to thank you for joining us this evening or maybe you're listening to this on another day but certainly thank god for your presence and uh, the fact that you are listening uh, this is sunday morning live sml on a thursday from Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. And you are inside the pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. And there is no better place to be than in the Word of God. I hope that you have had a blessed day. Those of you that are in, uh, in the U.S., some are outside, and certainly thank God for your listening 
your ears and your attentiveness uh, that you will have a blessed morning, a blessed afternoon as the hours are so different. But God is the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so we thank God for your presence. You know, our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., uh, Bible study at 7 p.m., that's Tuesdays at 7 p.m., and Acts of the Holy Ghost, Thursdays at 9 p.m. want you to know that God is at work. Yes, he is. In all things, as the song was, uh, the songwriter uh, so uh, elegantly uh, have written, all things are working for our good, you know, uh, looking at the word of God, because the Bible says all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. And so uh, we believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. And I want you to know that there is no plan B. It's only plan A. That's Alpha. That's God's plan. That's the only plan that there is. And our natural lives, yeah, you can have a plan, you can have a plan B, uh, but in God's, uh, in the kingdom of, of heaven and the kingdom of God, uh, there is only plan A. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that uh, Abram had met Melchizedek, and Melchizedek was the king of Salem, and he was also the priest. So uh, they say uh, church and state don't belong together, but that won't be uh, when it comes down to God's kingdom. That's a different story. So um, uh, we're going to, we, you know, just really uh, thinking about the, the goodness of God and what God has done. You know, we have uh, entered into an area of, an, of anticipation. You know, uh, Cornelius was anticipating the next move of God. After having a dream, after having a vision of what God wanted him to see, what he wanted him to know, uh, that he was pleased. You know, God will let you know that he is pleased with you now. You don't, we don't have to wait uh, until we enter into the, into his presence. And, you know, I'm talking about into, uh, when we step out of time into eternity, God will let you know how he feel about you right now. And it's something that you need to know. You you should want to know, uh, Lord, am I pleasing in your sight? And it doesn't mean that he's going to, that you're going to get an answer right away. But as we live this life, we, we want to know because by you knowing, you can change. And listen, God does intervene and tell us when we're headed down the wrong path and he keeps us on the right path, you know. So that lets you know that God is paying attention. When God sends a messenger to you to say, hey, stop what you're doing, uh, to, to give you direction, to give you instructions, that is God, especially when they don't know your business. I love when God speaks. You know, it's good. The Bible tells us to pray in silence, you know, to go into our closet and pray. You know, don't share your business with other people because uh, other people don't really uh don't need to know your business. God needs to know your business, which he does. His eyes go to and fro in the earth, you know, and when God reveals it, God will give the message to the, to the messenger and the messenger will, will deal with it as God has instructed them 
uh, rather than somebody that has known your story and then get up and take words of your story. And next thing you know, um, it, it becomes a different, it become a different situation. And so we want God to be God. We want him to, and he will lead us and guide us. He will direct our path the same as he did with Cornelius. You know, Cornelius was, a, was devoted. I pray and I hope that you are devoted. You, you're thoroughly committed unto the Lord. Uh, he's not playing second to nobody. And he's not, he's no one's sidekick. You no, know, he's no one's side. No. So listen, uh, Cornelius was devoted unto the Lord. He prayed always. And he gave alms. He helped others. He was not selfish. I don't believe he was selfish in his prayers. Uh, the very people that he was helping, I believe he was praying, remembering names that he met through the day and people that he came across, whether he knew their name or not. Uh, you know, just, Lord, remember that individual. There, there was a car accident. Lord, bless them to be all right. You know, just praying for others and not thinking about himself. It wasn't a me, myself, and I situation, and God took notice of that. And so he sent for Peter. The Lord told him to, to call for the Apostle Peter, uh, who's over in Joppa, and he did that. He sent his servants over. They went and they retrieved Peter. And now Peter is at the house. And the Bible says in the 10th chapter, about the 34th verse, it says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God uh, is no respecter of person. God's not prejudiced. He's not part of any team. He's not part of any group of people. Uh, he's, not, uh, he's not part of any. And we can go through a whole list of names. Uh, of, of different associations uh, and those different associations. He's not part of the Black Panthers. He ain't part of none of that. He ain't part of the poor boys. He ain't part of none of those things. God is not part of any gang. He's not part of any, uh, any affiliation. He's not part of any of those things. And you can go down and make your own list. But listen, uh, the point is, is that God has no respect of person with anybody. And so when anyone says, I love the Lord, if, if they're harvesting any type of resentment toward another group of people, another race of people, they are not true. They truly don't love God because you can't say, I love the Lord, uh, who you've never seen, and then hate your brother that's standing right next to you. You know, it's interesting that when people go into the military, they teach them how to do blood transfusion. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, who you get the blood from, as long as you get some blood so you don't bleed out and die. Interesting, you know, racism, all that stuff goes out the window. But um, listen, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not dwelling on that this evening, uh, but I just wanted to bring a point across about respect a person. The Bible says, but in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted of him in every nation. It don't matter uh, if you're in Europe, if you're in Asia, in every nation around wherever you are, if you fear the Lord and you work righteousness, you are accepted of him. God will reach out. You know, you could be doing what's right and God will send a witness to say, you know, you just, righteousness, the righteousness is, is come up before the Lord. And I want you to know that, that because you've been tainted with sin, you need to understand the fullness of it. Uh, you need to have that washed away. You need to make it all just be complete. The Bible said Aquila and Priscilla came. They, they, they met a man and he was 
doing what was right. And they began to exhort him uh, in the ministry that he was going forward in, that he would know the better way. And that is the responsibility of those that uh, know the better way is to share with someone else. Not talking about being dogmatic. I'm talking about sharing. Sharing is caring, as they say. And so uh, in every nation, he that feared him and worketh righteousness is accepted in him. The Bible tells us in Leviticus, the 19th chapter, about the 34th verse, it says, but the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you. Listen to what God is saying now. Uh, but thou shalt, and thou shalt love him as thyself, for ye were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Now, it, it, when I read that, I was like, wow, Peter, you should have known this. And it, not to say that he didn't, because you remember, remember uh, they knew the scripture. They were looking for the Messiah. They knew the word of God. And so um, uh, I, I'm sure I just believe that Peter knew this as well, uh, that knowing the history of Israel, knowing the family and friends and social uh, uh, influences, can and will lead you away from the kingdom of heaven. It will lead you away from the kingdom of God. You know, and so the, the kingdom of heaven are the principles and the kingdom of God represents authority. And so when you allow family, friends and social influences to lead you away, you'll find yourself doing things and uh, carrying out and acting uh, prejudice in areas that you shouldn't. Solomon prayed. Solomon prayed and, and said over it, it, you can find this in 1 Kings 8, 41. You can find it also in 2 Chronicles. I'm going to read 2 Chronicles 6, 32 and 33. It says, moreover concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people, Israel, but is come from a far country for thy great namesake. These are people that have, have made a pilgrimage. They've heard about the power of God. They, they, they have seen the miracles that God have worked. They they understand this and they are like, wow, wow. And, and because of that, they've come, they saw the mighty hand and stretched out arm, and they've come to the church to pray. They came to the house of God uh, to pray. Then uh, Solomon said, then hear them, hear from heaven, even from thy dwelling place and do according to all that the stranger called to thee for that all the people, all people of the earth may know your name and fear thee as do of thy people Israel and may know that this house which I built is called by thy name. You know, that is the responsibility of churches to have an open door policy for anybody, for everyone to come in. Uh, people have heard about the power of God, may have not set foot into a church and they they seen and, and their mind is stirred. The goodness of God has their attention and they're coming in. Why? And God, we want God to answer their prayer so that they will know that God is real, that God is moving on their behalf uh, so that their souls may be stirred up and their souls be saved. But they cannot do that if the people of God, the people uh, are acting a acting funny, acting a different way, and Peter had to be, God had to send Peter a vision and tell him not to act funny. Don't be acting a different way. I know you feel a certain way, uh, but listen, you got to get over that. You got to get over it. And so the Lord dealt with him in a vision 
and told him that what he has called clean, don't call it unclean. And so the word of the Lord was sent unto the children of Israel uh, to preach Christ and that he is Lord of all. And so the, the next verse says that word, that word, what word, that word, what word, the word of God that is associated with this life. There, there is the word and there is an association with the life. The Lord had uh, blessed them to get out of jail and told them to go into the synagogue and preach about uh, this life. This life is distinguished from the life that everyone else has. And that was God's intention. God's intention is to is for the people, his people to be, we're supposed to be accustomed. We're supposed to become used to the power of God working in our lives, working among us in such a way that it is normal, not abnormal, but normal. And so we're used to it and we live uh, not because we're living for miracles to occur. It's just God is a miracle worker and the things that God do is miraculous. The things that God do is astonishing. And so uh, it, he does it with us and others see it. And so that life, he said, tell the people about this life. And, and I love talking about this life. Uh, you know, I, I want to go back and, re and review and talk about this life more and more because it is distinguished from the life that we had before we came to know him. And it distinguished, it is distinguished from the life that we have after we come into realization. And that's why Paul said, I, I go from grace to grace. I go from glory to glory. You know, and I, I'm not talking about an anointing where you're running around. And all. I'm talking about uh, where you are transitioning uh, your mind, your spirit and understanding and coming to an, a certain enlightenment about the, the life that we have here. And then the, and how it impacts the life, the spirit, man, uh, you know, the trichotomy of man, we, every, what we do here in the flesh, it impacts our bodies. Uh, good, bad, you know, and all, and so what we do in the spirit also, or what we do in this body, because the Bible said we're going to be judged for the works that we do in this body. And so this body is just a house, it's just a temple, you know, and so you want to fill this temple up with the things of that life and also that word. And so the Bible said that word, I say, you know, uh, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee, from the baptism which John preached. So the Bible tells us that John, John the Baptist was preaching in the wilderness of Judah uh, and uh, Judea and saying, repent, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The principles of God are near. And you, you know, you need to, all of us, in order to get into the will of God, to become what God is calling us to be, we have to first repent. That's the very first thing when when they asked Peter on the day of Pentecost, said, man and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Repent. Peter said, repent. So the first thing is that we must have a change. We have to change. And so it says, for this is he that was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, uh, saying the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Bring forth, therefore, fruit meat for repentance. You know, we have to give God something to work with. Uh, we can't just tell God, I'm sorry. Listen, you know what? It comes a time in your life where you should just stop saying, uh, 
just doing the same thing over and over again and always talking about forgive me, doing the same thing over and over again and asking, you know, saying I repent. Because the truth is, is when you really repent, there is a change. There is something that impacts your life and you don't start repeating the same thing over and over again. We become more disciplined. We become more defined in our walk with Christ. Now, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You don't get saved and run to the finish line the next day. No, it is a step-by-step, a day-by-day. You know, it is a, uh, I need my brethren. I need the other ministers. I need not just ministers. When I say ministers, I'm talking about uh, if you save, sanctify, you know, you doing, you doing the will of God. I, I need you. You need me, uh, you know, so that we can, we can sharpen one another. We can help one another. You know, we're not an island, but we, we, we are encouraged. We encourage each other. You know, we, we discuss the word of God with each other and we, we learn things from each other. And, and so we're to help each other. And so, um, and so we need to give God something to work with. And the Bible said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. So John's baptism was unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Now, the Lord, that's what they experienced on the day of Pentecost. Now, before the day of Pentecost had come, uh, they were with Jesus as he was teaching them. And there, there was a time when the Lord blew on them. He blew on them and told them to receive the Holy Ghost. But they didn't receive it at that moment. They didn't receive it until the day of Pentecost when they were all gathered together. Uh, Mary, the, the mother of Jesus, and uh, others that was, uh, so they were all in the upper room and they received the spirit of God with an evidence of speaking in other tongues as the spirit of God gave utterance. There's evidence to whatever God does, there has been evidence presented. There's been evidence. Uh, after the resurrection, he was with them 40 days with infallible proofs. There was evidence. And he was not just seen by those that believe. He was seen by uh, so many others. Now, with all this information, there was a reluctancy by Peter and many others to accept other nationalities. They mentally, they, they mentally had traveled. This thing had traveled from generation mentality had traveled from generation to generation, white, black, red, brown, green, yellow, orange, you know, you just name it. It doesn't matter who, prejudice, racing will never enter into the kingdom of God. And so the Lord had to wing uh, stuff out of Peter. Yep. Something that you, you love about the word of God is that it doesn't cover up our errors. It does not cover up the sins of men. It does not cover up when someone is wrong, because learning about what is done wrong helps you to do what is right. Okay. It helps you to do what's right. And so it doesn't cover up anything. And if you know or find anyone or group of individuals, remember it's not God's will, but it's the individual's choice. So uh, we're exposed to truth and it's a, it's a selective thing. I, I can be, you know, some, we used to laugh and tease, older people and say, well, they were, they have selective hearing because sometimes they would not really want to hear what you were saying or, you know, uh, selective memory when your kids are telling you, remember you did that, you know, and 
you know, as you, you get older and your children are older and they start reminding you about things that occurred when they were younger. And so you might get a little selective there, but listen, you can't be selective when it comes down to the, to the will of God and what the Lord is saying. Verse uh, 38, that 10th chapter, God anointed, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. So with the anointing and with power, he went about doing good. Now, he was God, manifest in flesh, justified in spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. There are people that are anointed today and they have power. Let, let, let me back up for a moment here. Lucifer is anointed and he has power, but he doesn't do good. People, there are people today that are anointed and they have power, but they are not doing good. They're abusive. They, they abuse the power and authority. It's just like an officer having, uh, abusing the collar of authority and taking their position and doing evil things, uh, breaking the law and doing things that they should not be doing. It. And, and so instead of healing all that are oppressed of the devil, they are themselves are devil. Don't you know that the devil himself can transform into an angel of light? Now, unlike the movie, the TV show Lucifer and all these different things where the devil um, is looking all uh, crazy red and all that stuff, because that's not Bible. Uh, I'm not, that, that's, that's more like LSD and some other stuff. But listen, the Bible description does not uh, it, it does not place that type of image, uh, and you have to get into the Word of God or go and listen to uh, the Book of Ezekiel as we have been teaching on this in the Book of Ezekiel on Tuesday nights of, of the Prince of the Air and what he looked like, uh, the King of Tyre, and so uh, Lucifer was able to walk in his anointed state. He was an anointed chair, beautiful as God had created him and powerful in song and praise. And he was able to walk in the midst of the stones of fire. And everyone could not do that. That's why it was pointed out. He was able to do it. Now, when Isaiah, when Isaiah said, I, I saw the Lord, and he was lifted up in his train filled the temple and I, I felt convicted one of the angels came and took a tong and took one of the stones of fire or coal off the altar and placed it upon his lips and purged him well lucifer was able to walk the king of tyre was able to walk uh in those stones and uh, and he didn't need a tong to handle that that's how powerful he was but he was cast out because of pride, because of uh, he went and rebelled against God. He was causing a mutiny. And so uh, and so he's anointed and he's powerful, but he doesn't do good. And he's not healing anyone. He tried to tempt Jesus uh, in the wilderness uh, to bow down and to worship and tried to tempt him to do crazy things. When you meet people that say, I believe God, and we do crazy stuff. Run, run for us, run, get away from them. Uh, don't don't entertain that conversation because you don't know what spirit you don't know that spirit and you don't want to find yourself at home thinking crazy things and all of a sudden you try something I'm telling you uh, run okay 
And so the 30, the 39th verse says, we are witnesses of all things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom he slew and hung on a tree. Now, we was the, that anointing and that power that they, they witnessed, they saw that. And John 14, 11 and 13 said, believe me that I am, the Lord told him, said, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the very work's sake. If you don't believe what I'm saying, believe what you're seeing. Your eyes are not deceiving you. Verily I say unto you, that he that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. See, there's some things that we are should be, as men and women of God, there are things that we should be doing as well. And it doesn't, and it doesn't mean that you're not impacted by other things. Now, the Bible tells us that there was, uh, uh, that even the prophet, the prophet had even died. There was a man that had even died. I'm, I'm going way ahead of myself in this, but, but he was anointed of God and they, and, uh, oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. In, in the book of Ezekiel. And so, uh, and so they threw these dead men into this into this area where the prophet was dead, and when they touched when they touched his bones, uh, the dead men became alive again. And that's power. That's the power of God. Now those that was a dead. What about us that are alive? And the power of God is with us. You can be sick and speak healing over somebody else. See, the natural things that occur in our life does not uh, diminish the power of God. Now, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to get to with this. It doesn't diminish the power of God. And God said, and greater works than these shall uh, he do, because all because we believe. Because we believe. We believe. Let, let me say it again. We believe. Do you believe? Do you believe? Now, I'm not talking about a genie in a bottle, that sort of mentality. I'm talking about just resting and knowing that the power of God is at work in our life. The power of God is working to protect us. The power of God is working. And not only is the power of God working to protect us, but what about when you pray for someone? God answers. You know, one of the things is that when you pray for someone, it doesn't mean that they have faith to be healed. They may need, they may be, uh, they may be doubting, but because you prayed and you believe, and God did it on, be, to show them that He is there for them, and then their mind changes. And you know, the Bible said, "Faith come by hearing, and hearing that of the word of God." But there are also signs and wonders. He said, signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. And so he said, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father, that the Spirit of God may be glorified in the Son. It was God in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself. The fourth verse says, him God raised the third day. This is Peter speaking to Car those that was gathered in Carnelius house. Carnelius was so excited. He went and told everybody, come on over. You know, Peter is coming over. You know, we've been praying. We've been seeking God and, and God is sending a, a, his servant here to minister. 
come be here you don't want to miss this you know we need to tell people come to church come you don't want to miss this you don't want to miss this and i tell you when you start telling people to come to church come to the house of god you start telling the people to listen to what the minister is saying you know it causes god to god will change the message the preacher could have have prepared uh, one sermon and because uh, of the audience now it, it that sermon, whatever they had studied out, is, is no longer valid because God has changed it. God knows just what to do. He knows how to change the message. And, and you know, and I, and I love that about God. I love it when, when you've studied out the word of God and you have prepared and you're standing before the people. And, and you know, and, and I don't know too many ministers that won't tell you that we still get nervous. We're nervous, you know, even during the broadcast, there's a sense of, of being nervous because you want to make sure that you're feeding the people the word of God, not opinion, not anything. Uh, you, uh, you know, not, this isn't a McDonald message. It's not a Burger King. You can't, you're not, but we want to have it God's way. We want to give God what he wants out of it so that the people of God are blessed. And so there's a responsibility. And so the Bible tell us that uh, they, they had, uh, met all together and and so Peter began to witness he began to talk to them about what God had done and how they had witnessed these things and that the witness was not limited to just the believers but it was everybody saw it and he commanded he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which is ordained of God to be judge of the quick and dead. Now, this was preaching. I want you to know preachers listening to this. Uh, preaching is a, is a necessity that's placed upon you. Everybody can't do it. Everybody's not going to do it. Everybody was not called to do it. A good testimony, a fiery testimony, because you're excited about God doesn't make you a preacher. It makes you, it means you're excited. It means you're excited about about God. And I, I don't think that, that when you testify and talking about the goodness of God, it's not opportunity to, to do a sermonette. You're supposed to be telling about what God has done. And so it's nothing wrong with being excited about the goodness of God. Uh, and so uh, he was commanded. He said he commanded us to preach unto the people. And so preaching is there is a necessity when you're called into the ministry and it is a call uh, that if it's not fulfilled, it has to be fulfilled. But if it's not fulfilled by the recipient, it is it becomes an offense. And that offense uh, becomes offensive to God. It's, it's, it's an offensive that is made to the dispensation of the gospel. Now, the dispensation, uh, the divine order or affairs of, of the world or appointment or arrangement, uh, you know, in other words, God has said, do this. Let's just cut through the chase. God has said, this is what your calling is. I've equipped you for this. And, you know, and you say yay or nay. And if you say nay, then there's a dispensation of the gospel. In other words, the gospel, the period of time, which God has authorized me, authorized his servant that has been called into the area of ministry uh, here uh, during this time, to reveal mysteries and to minister his word, his service uh, is now being hindered. It's being hindered. And so Matthew's the, the 16th chapter, it says, and I, 
I said unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. So see, in the ministry, uh, God has provided insight now. Uh, and, and so those keys is a loosing now. Uh, let, me, let me say this, that when people say, well, God has given us the keys of the kingdom, it does not mean that God has given you the power and authority to do what you want to do. It means that God has given some insight. It means he has given some power and authority to loose those things that are according to his will. It's according to God's will, not our personal agenda. Um, you know, Paul said that I have to preach because it's a necessity. And if I don't preach, uh, then this dispensation of the gospel is created and I'll be a castaway. Now, Castaway is not because you didn't preach, it's because you didn't live up to God's will. You didn't live according to his will. And so you you have to, you have to be genuine in what you do for the Lord. And that requires sincerity, dedication. And so uh, Peter was told the gates of hell should not prevail against what? Not against Peter, but against the principles, against the power of God. The enemy cannot overcome that because he's God. Uh, he's God. He's God Almighty. Okay. So um, the, the 43rd verse, to him gave he all the prophets witness that through his name, through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall have remission of sin in his name, his name. So when Jesus said, go uh, uh, teaching him um, and baptizing them and preaching repentance in the name of the Father, they understood that name to be Jesus. When in the name of the Son, of course, everyone would agree that name is Jesus. In the name of the Holy Ghost, uh, again, that is Jesus. That's Jesus. And so they preach remission of sin and everything that they've done in word or deed, they did in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. While Peter was yet, yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost, while Peter was talking about this, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them that heard the word. My God, my God, I want to be in that service. You know, there's nothing wrong with being, the apostles were filled over and over again. There's nothing wrong with being in the, having a refreshing of the Holy Ghost being a service in the word of God. You know, I remember being in a, in a Pentecostal service it was our annual Pentecostal meeting, and there was a young minister there. Uh, his name uh, I can't think of at the moment, but this this young man began to minister in music, and he wasn't telling the people, "Come on and praise God." He was leading the people, and because of the flow, the people were following. I was and the anointing just came in and just overwhelmed you in such a way that that you, you just wanted more and more and you wanted the word of God. It made it much so easy for the minister. But later on that day, as I went home and I, I, I was trying to explain, I was trying to tell my sister about the service. And when I opened my mouth, I couldn't do nothing but just give God praise as the tears began to flow because of how the spirit of God had overtaken us in the service. You know, the spirit of God is still and will overtake us in the service. Just like when Peter was ministering in the house of Cornelius and ministering to them, the Bible said the, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them 
at which heard the word. See, it doesn't require altar call to hear the word of God and to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It doesn't require a laying on of hands uh, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It requires receptive hearts. It requires hearts that are willing to receive the word of God. And, and, you know, and they had sanctified themselves. Let me tell you, they knew Peter was coming. Then people sanctified themselves. Before you go to service, you ought to sanctify yourself. I know we're coming in from work, you know, in different places. But what in, what about in your heart? You know you go into the house of God. I, I'm not going to pray when I get there. I'm going to be praying before I get there. I'm going to light the fire before I get there. So at, when, I'm coming in with the fire. Someone else have the wood. We're going to have a sacrifice unto the Lord. I'm coming prepared. I'm not coming for you to prepare me. I'm coming in prepared already they were already prepared to receive the word of God and look at what it what happened. The result of them hearing the word, the Holy Ghost fell on them and they of the circumcision, those that had accompanied Peter, which believed the word of God already were astonished. They were amazed because they didn't expect that to happen. You know, God wants to amaze us, astonish us and cause us to just be wow in what he does. And as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also, which was the promise that God had gave to Abraham, was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak the evidence with tongues, and they were magnified and magnified God. Then answered Peter. Peter realized at that point, <laughs> there's no need to keep preaching. There's no need to keep talking. You know, when this power of God is moving, uh, I'm just going to say it. Shut your mouth. Get in the flow of the Spirit. Get, you don't have to, you want people, come on, y'all, praise the Lord. Well, you praise the Lord. You praise the Lord. If I want the, the whole book of matches to light, I'm going to light one and I'm going to land on top of the others so that the whole book can become a blaze. When the spirit of God is moving, there's no need for us as ministers to open our mouth and say anymore. We need to be prostrate and, and, and kneeling and, and, and seeking God too. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the gift of the Holy Ghost as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And we know that the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then prayed they, him to tarry certain days. They asked him to stay, and Peter obliged. He stayed with them certain days, ministering to them. And I, and I believe that he was there being ministered to as well. I believe he was there and being ministered to as well. You know, so many want ministry, want to be involved in ministry, and they think people are going to serve them. But listen, God placed us here to be servants. The greatest among you, let him be servant uh, to them all. And so listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, um, just want your hearts to be encouraged, strengthened as you seek the Lord. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord God, for your goodness. We honor you for your grace, Lord God, and your mercy. 
Lord Jesus, and we just pray and ask that you bless the listeners thereof, those that are hearing it now, those that will hear it later. Lord God, bless them, Lord God. Lord, and those that are tearing for your spirit, Lord, fill them with the Holy Ghost as you did in the days of old. Lord God, we know your word is not outdated. We know that we are yet anticipating the fulfillment of your word. Father, we pray and ask you blessings in the name of Jesus. Touch those that are sick in their body that need healing. Lord God, you know the situations of every individual, Lord God. And we pray and ask that you bless them according to your will. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, if you're not in a church of truth and power, find one. Find a church that is a Bible-believing church from Genesis to Revelation, you know, that are embracing and living uh, the word of God. Most of all, you live the word of God because you're going to be accountable uh, in the day that the Lord calls you home. Accountability starts now. It starts now, but rewards. And the day that you stand before him, you'll receive the just reward. You want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. Uh, you've been faithful of a few things. Whatever few things that God has given you to be faithful over, you want to be faithful over that. Amen. Listen, the, the instrumentals and songs uh, uh, that you hear, just want you to know these the songs feature respectively the properties of uh, the songsters, uh, whether it's my daughter, uh, Sister Henderson that's singing it, or the artists or the producers, you know, these music and song belongs to the originator and just want you to know that and ask that you support a music ministry uh, as it keeps us focused, you know, when we lay down at night, we can listen to some good gospel music that will help us rest in the Lord and keep our minds stayed on him so that we have peace, uh, so that we're not having a bunch of crazy dreams and different stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so with, <laughs> with that being said, God bless you. Hope to see you soon. So hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.